everyone, welcome back to District of Cinema, our final episode for the semester. I'm very happy, excited, <laughs> but also sad that we're taking a little bit sweet. Bittersweet, yes. But we will come back, that's for sure. It's we're not going bittersweet. Anywhere. All right. Um, <laughs> I am Tristan Out, as always, the, um, I guess, life managing editor now um, of oh, the Eagle. Wow. <laughs> not the silver screen editor anymore, sorry. And I am joined with my always hosts, uh, Olivia Kozlevkar. Yes, that's her. Spencer. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. <laughs> and we are joined by a very special guest. I'll let her introduce ah. herself. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Claire Mulroy, and I am the editor-in-chief of The Eagle. Also our biggest fan on this <laughs> podcast. The biggest fan. I listen Most every consistent listener. And totally not because it's my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, now when you say that. Anyway, um, let's get into our episode. So today we're talking about uh, something I think we all enjoy in movies, which is a, a movie's score. The music. Not to be confused with our musical episode. This is about the actual music, not like <laughs> <laughs> lyrical music. Um, but yeah, how should we start? Well, I feel like we can start by saying like what some of our favorite scores are for movies, yeah. or who or who like compose, you know, the name composers mm-hmm. and stuff. So why don't you go first? Well, I do believe it's Clint Manzel who did Black Swan, so I gotta give him props for that one. But the Black Swan soundtrack is basically like if you took Swan Lake, like Tchaikovsky's Swan Lake, and kind of made it terrifying. And it's like my calm music. I kind of listen to it when I'm feeling anxious. Anyway, so then uh, other than that, I really like Theory of Everything. Also a great... um, that movie makes me cry. Yeah, I mentioned the movie on here before, but I do love the the score from that film. Uh, there's some really pretty songs on there. And then um, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's definitely others that are not coming to the top of my head. Oh, Hymn to the Sea from Titanic. Can't forget it. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful piece of music. I feel like there's so many, though, and, and I think it's one of the most beautiful things about film is, like, orchestrating scores for films. And, um, yeah, what do you guys have to say? Uh, I can go next. Uh, one of my favorite um, composers, and I think we all know a little bit of his work, is, I don't know how to say his name. I think he's French. Alexander Desplat. Yeah. I think that's a very, like, English version of Oh, he did Little Women, did he not? Yeah. He's done a lot of, like, contemporary American movies. He especially always works with Wes Anderson. Um, and all of his scores for Wes Anderson are, I think, just perfect, uh, especially yeah, the Grand Budapest perfect. one. I would like the Isle of Dogs one. It's sort of got like this um, Japanese, like it's set in Japan anyway, the movie. But uh-huh. there's like a lot of Japanese percussion and stuff. It's very, very cool. Uh, he, he also, also did, oh no, please, please. He also did the later Harry, po- some of the later Harry yeah. Potter movies. Oh, Lily's yeah. theme oh, really? with yes. him, oh, which is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He also did Shape of Water, which is one of my favorite recent movies i like that movie a lot um even though it is about a fish man <laughs> um, <laughs> i like it i like it okay don't judge me um it was it's a good movie um but that's one of my favorite dudes how about you spencer uh, the name that comes to mind for me is johnny greenwood who works a lot with paul thomas anderson who's also one of my favorite directors oh did he do licorice pizza recently Yes. Okay. I think he's done all of Paul Thomas Anderson's movies since Punch Drunk Love, which was almost 20 years ago. And I guess if there's one thing that's, like, 
a common thread, a phantom thread, if you will. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> is just like how unsettling all of his music is. Yeah. Which is uh, interesting. I don't think it's going to be that way in Licorice Pizza from what I've seen. I can't imagine being unsettled by that movie. By a teenager. It looks so cute. It, it does, does look really cute. It looks very... I will absolutely agree with that, though, because Phantom Thread I saw in theaters, and the soundtrack, like, the score really blew me away because it's, like, really elegant, but then it also switches to, like, these really unsettling tones mm-hmm. in the right places, and it's just a, a wonderful score. Um, but, yeah, what about you, Claire? I think one that immediately comes to mind is John Bryan, who did... Um, Lady Bird, and who also did uh, The Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, <laughs> which is just so good. Like, there's so many of my, I th- these are like comfort songs that I listen to, you know, when I'm trying to fall asleep, <laughs> if I'm trying to read, if I'm trying to do homework. Um, I He also did some of Mac Miller's albums, which, you know, some of my, two of my favorites are Circles and Swimming, and he was the co-producer and co-writer for a lot of the songs on both of those, so... That's something I think is really cool because he is so much more than just a composer. He's also a songwriter and he's also a singer and he does um, a lot of stuff. Also, Nicholas Bertel, who did um, If Beale Street Could Talk and Mm -hmm. Moonlight. The song Agave in in If Beale Street Could Talk is one of my favorites. Like, I, I could listen to that song for hours, I think, on end. And another, let me see, another one is Call Me By Your Name, which I know... Um, as you know, there's been a lot of talk, especially this time last year about Call Me By Your Name, but truly like it has such a beautiful score to it because it's this, you know, really, really beautiful classic music, um, classical music. And it's, it's, I'm not, I'm trying to look for the name of the song, Um, sorry. And it made like my top, this is so embarrassing, but like one of the songs from Call Me By Your Name was my number one most listened to song on <laughs> Spotify oh, this year, which is the reason I did not the share that on Instagram, but oh definitely holds was a special place. Of Gideon? No, it was oh, one of the like instrumental ones. Oh, so okay. <laughs> but those ones are good too. For sure. <laughs> from yeah, from Moonlight, I just want to piggyback off that. The middle of the world. Yes. That's beautiful. Yes. So beautiful. Absolutely. Beal Street Could Talk um, soundtrack is... Oh, my God. Matched with, like, the amazing visual. Like, Mm -hmm. the way I think... I always talk about this. The core of of movies is, like, the synchronization of sound and image and how score plays into that always can just evoke such a emotional feeling that, like, I think other media, like, sometimes it's, like... I don't know. It's it's something definitely unique. Um, I feel like it's also a way that people connect more deeply with Mm. movies because I know for my sister and I like something that we we always share back and forth scores that we really love and you know with things like Harry Potter or Little Women and soundtracks that we really both connect on like that is just such a deeper level of appreciation and love for that specific movie and it's something that is one of my favorite parts of of consuming any type of media is the music and I think for people that grew up in music, playing music. I grew up playing classical piano, so it's something that has always kind of stuck out to me, but anyone that has been in the realm of performing and being in the music scene can relate to that. Oh, absolutely. I can't relate to that because I'm not musically talented, (laughs) but um, no, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that it's interesting how, especially too, like movies can become so defined by the music. And I know, um, okay, Justin Hurwitz, yeah, yeah, that's his name. 
He did Whiplash, La La Land. Oh, Horowitz. Yeah. Horowitz. Yeah, Horowitz. Horowitz. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not, I think, Justin I really Horowitz. think it's Hurwitz. Oh, I don't know. Um. Anyway, Um. so that oh. music, I mean, yeah, it's Hurwitz. Oh, okay. Don't worry, everyone. <laughs> um, but I feel like, too, like Whiplash and La La Land, I'm not talking about the singing songs in La La Land, but they came. <laughs> I, sorry, sorry. Um, I don't know how much I like those, but. You don't like Ryan Gosling singing? <laughs> not that necessarily the singing. I think they're both talented in their own right, but the, um, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> sorry but i think that like i mean the lyrical work could have been stronger and stuff but the the um sorry um but the epilogue from la la land and the motif that they kept playing like me and sebastian's theme and in whiplash the like da 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 oh, it's um, like an actual song oh well caravan yeah sorry everyone I don't really know that much about classical music. And anyway, so, but that became like the, the use of it either. I mean, I guess Justin Hurwitz didn't do that then, but uh, it became so synonymous with, to mm. me, with those movies, you know? Oh, so. Yeah. Especially La La Land. That, that yeah. theme is, I think, really nice, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I feel like you mentioned Titanic earlier, and I feel like Titanic mm. could be, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little like that too like when I was Clean little on the I used to I mentioned earlier like using sm- music as like a way to relax but I, when I was in 8th grade I had like a CD player and I would fall asleep to the Titanic soundtrack <laughs> I've told Kaz's story before I love this story I, fall, I would fall asleep to the Titanic soundtrack every single night and about maybe like two or three in the morning I'd wake up and it'd be the song where like the, the sinking in stereo that's and what I'd it's like, called oh my god like I need to turn this off and I'd <laughs> run over and I was like scared of the dark too so I'd like run over and like immediately unplug my CD player but the the beginning tracks really made me fall asleep oh <laughs> I just think it's interesting though because when I hear those songs that I brought up like I I have an emotional reaction to the movie when I'm listening to the mm-hmm. songs and I'm not watching the movie obviously but like it, I joke that there are certain songs for movies that if you start playing, I will start crying because yeah. like I have such a visceral reaction I, to the I've, film. I've said this before. If you play "Remember Me" from Coco, I will literally uh. cry. I you're just thinking about it. Makes me cry. <laughs> like I can't, I can't stop. There's this one song called "On the Nature of Daylight" by Max Richter. I think is how you say his name. Um, and I that movie that song is in both Arrival and also it's one of the main themes in Arrival. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also in Shutter Island, interestingly enough. Oh. Um, I first heard that song not from Arrival, but like completely just as like a standalone song. Um, and I added it to a playlist, I think maybe like freshman year of high school. And the first time I saw Arrival, I just started like bawling my eyes out because that song just is so like emotional to me for some reason. And same thing with Shutter Island, which I had saw for the I saw it for the first time, I think. A, two years ago maybe yeah. um, and I had no idea that that song was in it but for some <laughs> reason that song just keeps popping up in places in my life right, and movie right, I've right. seen but it's kind of that same thing where like if you play that song like I will burst into tears <laughs> I'm just looking at my film score like yeah. like your playlist yeah, does, that, does everyone have like, I have a playlist because well, I listen obsessively too to the Anna Karenina soundtrack which is Dario Marianella he was actually my top one Spotify artist last year because I listened so much to the Anna Karenina soundtrack which I think is beautiful uh-huh. but um yeah I feel like and Danny Elfman he mm-hmm. did Alice in Wonderland but he's done a lot of stuff um too yeah, lots of Tim Burton movies, I think, right? Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, Willy Wonka, I think the remake of Willy Wonka he did. The one with Johnny Depp in it. Yes. I like that movie. But then again, I saw it when I was like seven, so mm. I probably should yeah. rewatch it. He did um Edward Scissorhands too. I love that I movie. Think. Oh my god. So good. <clears throat> yeah, my Spotify playlist of soundtrack is just like John Williams Star Wars. Because I'm a big Star Wars fan. John Williams, that name sounds familiar. I feel like <laughs> I Oh he did he did <laughs> what? No, he did the book thief too. Sorry. Oh. He's done a lot of other things, like I'm sure, um, but I like Jurassic the book Park. thief too. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones, all the Star Wars movies. Uh, yeah, he's oh, you know what? We in the last episode that got published, I don't, I don't think it was the last one we recorded, but oh, maybe it was. I don't know. We were talking about Schindler's List though, and the music yeah. from Schindler's List yeah. that makes I, me who, cry when I hear that. that. It's some, is Jack Pearl? No, I no. don't know what his name is. But nope. Um, I'll look it up. I know what you're talking. Yeah, the, that music Ooh. also makes me. John Williams. Oh, is it John Williams? Yeah, oh, okay. that's why it came to my mind. I was like, why do I keep thinking? Uh-huh. Okay, there you go. Yeah, he did that too. That's right. Well, he always works with Spielberg. Oh, uh, okay. Um, maybe he did West Side Story. I, mean, I don't know. I would I guess doubt, probably I, not, seeing as that had its own music. Yeah, that's true. By the late great <laughs> that is true. Stephen Sondheim. Um, rest in peace. Maybe but he did Player One too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know which movie has a really good score is Ratatouille. Oh, I was going to talk about, the, what's his name? Michael Giacchino? Giacchin? I don't know. But, yeah, he does a bunch of the Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you the got up. the friend in Not, me. I don't know if he did that one. But he also did the up theme, the one that makes everyone oh. do 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 That's what came so up when so I searched for the up theme. Yeah, no, he does like that. We're in the club now. The That's the second <laughs> song in up. Soundtrack. <laughs> if you play Married Life, I think I will cry. Yeah, I, I won't will play it because we're gonna get Please copyright do. struck. But um, <laughs> Disney will come for us. Disney will come sue us. The Eagle. He also, he also did Incredibles, which has an amazing score. Oh, I love that, Life is Incredible that. Again yeah. or Life is whatever. That's like one of the best like workout montages of any <laughs> movie ever. I think that's oh, the best God. one. <laughs> oh, my God. I do but love The Incredibles, though. He's like vacuuming the house <laughs> and picking up like sofas. The Incredibles was such a great like film franchise, I feel like. I, yeah. I love The Incredibles. I don't know. It is very, it is timeless. That movie is timeless <laughs> for sure. But yeah, that guy's cool. He does some great work as well. Cool dude. Cool dude. <laughs> well, okay. I'm gonna no. I'm gonna bring up like, I guess we kind of talked about it with Whiplash because you knew more about music than I did. Sorry, world. But um, I think something that's interesting is like when a movie changes the meaning of a song that already exists. Oh. So like, I know with like, I I have been indifferent to songs and then a movies use them in a way that I was like mm, I like this song now and I know recently like I didn't really like House of Gucci sorry world but the trailer was really good and when it came out I started listening to Heart of Glass 
like over uh-huh, and over uh-huh. and over again because I was like, oh yeah, like I love this song now, which is not something I'd ever, I'd never really been a big fan of the song. And then I saw that trailer and I was like, oh, wow. Actually, that brings up a, a really common theme that I've been seeing right now, which is like modern movies, movie trailers using like maybe Old like music. 70s or 80s yeah. music, but just like sl- either slowed down or like yeah. bass boosted. Didn't Cruella <laughs> do that too with a song that I can't remember yeah. off the tip of my tongue now, but they did with. Oh, goodness Like, House gracious. of Gucci did it twice. They used that song, Heart of Glass, mm-hmm. and then for another trailer, they used Sweet Dreams by... I made of yeah. this. So, yeah. like, it's just the most surefire way to get a fun trailer, I guess. I don't um, know. I think... Watch. I think people... You know people are going to like the... Oh, like, who's sorry now? The, like... Oh, is it Connie Francis? I don't know the who's sorry now. Like it's very, very old and mm-hmm. they use that in the Cruella trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's so interesting because I think they do it because they know people will already have an emotional response yeah, to it that will make you watch the trailer. Yeah. yeah but I think the risk you run is that people are already going to have their own interpretation of that song. <laughs> that isn't necessarily what you want it to be. Yeah, in relation to your true. movie, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. One that I think does that really well, maybe not with like changing up the songs, but just having very well-known songs is Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. who has a lot of that like 70s music. I mean, the trailer, That's, I think... It was part of the aesthetic. Yeah, the yeah. trailer was like, I think it opened, either the trailer or like the movie itself, or maybe both opened up with hooked on a feeling yeah. and that's yeah. like one of the songs that like I grew up kind of listening to a lot of music like that because my, that's something my dad loved but it was like immediately like I was gonna see that movie as soon as it came out mm-hmm. just because of the first you know the first song that I heard in it that and that that movie has a great soundtrack just yeah. in general one um, that I will play like with my family like exclusively just shuffle like Guardians of the Galaxy like yeah. volume one and two <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm gonna bring up a movie that Michael Giacchino did too which was Jojo Rabbit, oh how they took God. the m- famous music and like made it, I think they put it in German, German. and oh. then they I they scored that, yeah, that yeah. over the film, which is cool because it was songs you like knew, but you didn't, but mm. really like yeah, which I was really did, cool. I hold your hand, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. yeah. I've heard that done in other movies too. I think that's really cool, I, I like that. It on the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And it has a good, there's a good score on that movie too. Like yeah. there's one song that I have in my playlist called Rosie's Nocturne. Um, which is really like, it's that one is also like it's a very beautiful song and mm-hmm. yeah I, I have that movie has like a special place in my heart. I was I, I feel like in Yee Yee oh we were gonna talk yes about well now we have an opportunity to I feel like in Yee there that happened with a some Cantonese I don't remember or like some Chinese I don't remember but. Yeah, we <laughs> forgot to mention. It's that. okay. But, we um, for the audience context, we saw a film called Yi uh, last together. weekend. Yeah, it we was, all saw mm, it together. Yeah. It was was it last weekend or no, two, it was like weekend two or three weekends ago? Yeah, but, but we just regardless. never got to talk about it until Mm-mm. now. Um, but I think that's going to be something that we're going to do uh, more consistently, which is going to a screening, the three of us together. Um, unless Claire wants to come, yeah, I'll come. Gonna... <laughs> I'll if Cos will drive um, me, yeah. yes. <laughs> Not Spencer. Spencer's an awful driver. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! But yeah, we the three of us we saw a movie together at AFI Silver, um, which is a, I was the first time I was at that theater. It's a great theater, beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And th- yeah, this film Yi Yi. It's a Taiwanese film directed by Edward Yang, uh, and it was a beautiful movie. We all enjoyed it very much. Yeah.
For sure. Well, I was going to say when they played, I think it was Moonlight Sonata, and mm. they kept the camera basically still yeah, for the yeah. whole time. That's very unusual when you have a song like Moonlight Sonata that is very well known. How does that go again? I can hear famous? my boyfriend screaming somewhere. Is it very but it's, I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. I bet I know how it sounds. Anyway. Playing the piano? Yes, yes. So, um. Oh, 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 oh. So he's, he's, yeah. And they basically keep it the whole time where it is. And again, typically when you have a scene like that, they montage or they something because they know you know Moonlight Sonata. They're, they they know that. And to have that kind of scene where it's the appreciation is still on the music mm. and the person in the scene's connection to the music is something I think I've very rarely seen. And it's so beautiful because it, it does just bring the story back to like, you and your personal connection yeah. to music, yeah. which I think is beautiful. And it's like focusing on this character. He's like, um, he's like in a karaoke bar, sort of tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just played like a fun, like sing along song. And then he like gets all serious. And Moonlight Sonata. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I think it just speaks to how like powerful, like even just like old, like themes like that can still resonate in like movies today. there's a reason they I mean Claire de Lune is used all the time yeah absolutely yeah. and uh, there's a reason why these songs are used particularly in romance films I think we have a tendency to use them a lot because again we all have emotional reactions to them and will inherently connect the movie to something greater than what the movie is because of it I think one director who connects like well-known songs with romance really well is Wong Kar Wai. Mm -hmm. And he, he utilizes a lot of, um, he utilizes a mixture of like, is it Cantonese? What is it? It's like, well, In the Mood for Love, the one, the one that I've seen by Wong Kar Wai, actually uses Nat King Cole, mm. who is this amazing singer, Nat yeah. King Cole. But him singing I don't think in, Nat King Cole needs an introduction. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if people don't know. But he a lot of I think he sings two songs in that movie that are constantly repeated and it's in mm. Spanish. One of them is um, quizás, quizás, quizás. Um, and then another one is Aquios something verdes. I don't know how it how you say it, but um, they're in Spanish. This is an American singer. The movie is in totally in Cantonese, too. Mm. So it's interesting, like, as the viewer, you're not expected to understand what the music is saying, even if you have English subtitles and you don't speak Cantonese. But it's just, like, the music, like, still sort of represents this, like, this fleet, this, this flowing romance, you, in, just within the romance. Uh, well, not romance, within the music. Uh, and I think that's really interesting. Um, he does that really well, Wonkar Wai, for sure. I don't know if there's any other examples you want to bring up, but that's one I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in one car wire. Yeah, he talks about it. He brought it up. Because he, he does use, like, different, like, languages a lot. That's what I think. Yeah, there's a lot of um, Spanish songs in Happy Together, too. And a lot of that movie's filmed in Argentina. Mm -hmm. the, f mm -hmm. the film closes with the song Happy Together. Oh, um, okay. Is that a song? It, but it's in montage. It's not in Spanish. It's in oh, English. Okay. And then California Dreaming plays a big part in Chunking Express. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah. 
it's interesting, like the use of like different languages, uh, different songs in different languages. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still like are able to evoke. You don't even have to li- know the what like the song is about really, but you can tell what it's about. That's interesting. That's cool. Well, that's a lot of instrumental music. Yeah, too. that's true. Do we want to talk about how maybe music can sometimes influence the movie? Like usually, mm. I think usually I think like the movie movie like films are shot and then the score is put in after. Yeah, right. Then I think there are some movies that like consider the music first and then they not just musicals but yeah. maybe like other films that. <laughs> Well, I know um, when Quentin Tarantino writes, he usually writes to a soundtrack, which right. is really, which is a really interesting way of writing. Like I know with Jackie Brown, he literally like selected a bunch of this music from the seventies, a lot of like folk and soul, not folk music, but like soul music, and things like that. And he would write to it, and he talks about how it influences the rhythm mm. of the mu- of the movie. Yeah, and I think that's also one of the more iconic. Uh, film soundtracks if you've seen the movie which <laughs> i don't think anybody besides me has jackie brown no but i have seen his other movies and tarantino has always got like a killer soundtrack yeah all of his movies um so yeah like django has a really good soundtrack and yeah. then, like i like how it incorporates like these like western themes but also mm-hmm. like modern like rap and stuff like that bringing it into like the 21st century that's cool oh um, you know what that actually totally reminds me of the most recent great gatsby when they used <laughs> like really modern music yeah, styles yeah, and yeah. then overlaid like 20s motifs in them and it was actually really pretty cool like <laughs> i'm not going to lie I'm not sure how fantastic the Great Gatsby movie is, and the further away I watch it from when it was released, I'm like, hmm, you know? (laughs) I, I, at the time, of course, I was in middle school, I was like, wow, what a nice set. All of it's fake, and you can tell that, and I can now that I'm older, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the cool thing, I still listen to that soundtrack because they took, they had all these amazing people, one, on the cast album or cast album oh god i'm such a theater kid um on the soundtrack they had all these really great artists independently and then they had them singing the, like making art in the way i think they traditionally would but then oh, like kind of shifting it so that it would be like 20s 30s mm-hmm. and it was really cool like i don't know i really i thought artistically from an artistic standpoint i think craig armstrong did the score so i'm not sure if he did the soundtrack too but it was really really cool so Mm -hmm. that reminded me of that there are some movies that cut to music and Mm -hmm. i love that i think it's just like a like thing it triggers like something in your brain that's like so satisfying yeah Mm -hmm. um like it's like i'm gonna talk about Baby Driver because it's oh one of my, my favorite so movies. Oh my god, so good. One of my, have we all seen Baby Driver? Yes. Oh, I've seen Spencer Baby Driver. Spencer hasn't seen Baby That's Driver. the thing that sticks out to me about that. About that. Is the music. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because it's all yeah. about the music. Like, it's, and the sound That's design. the thing I remember most about it. Like, yeah, to be no, honest, honestly. I don't really remember much else because I watched it. They robbed a bank. Story. They did rob a bank. Rob a bank and music. To Bell Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The opening Yell- scene of that Elgort. Elgort? Elgort? Is that how you say it? Ansel Elgort. Elgort. Yeah, he's not. He's not a great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that movie, like specifically Edgar Wright, I think also 
had like a soundtrack mm-hmm. while he was writing the movie and like specific things in the script cut to like certain points of songs which is really cool. Lily James was in that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and that movie like does it perfectly it inspired me to like start like making videos editing videos and like cutting to music as well mm. because it was like I thought it was just so cool um, one yeah. that's like I really don't necessarily like is so sorry uncut gems the music behind that really like i mean i can see i understand why you know why the score is like really tristan's about to walk out of the studio Spencer and I are about to blow our minds so well, sorry Dan so slandered sorry. uncut no, gems early yeah. in the week too so this is just it's just like i know i totally understand why it's there too because it's supposed to like evoke those kind of feelings of like chaos and like anxiety yeah. but like I, I feel like it was just, for me, it was, like, almost too anxiety-inducing like and distracting mm. while I was watching it. And because, like, the music and the score behind in the soundtrack is so significant to me and it's something that I pay attention to, like, that yeah. one, I was like, I don't even know what's going on here because yeah. I'm just too, like, it's, it's like, driving up my, like, blood pressure to just, like, <laughs> watch this movie. I, I like when it's zooming into the opal, though. That's yeah, a, that's like a moment of like yeah. calm. Like I agree with everything you said, except mm-hmm. for your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I like having my Fast. blood pressure raised yeah. by a movie. Uh, Spencer the Gaslighter. It's for yeah. some. It's for some. Not for me. We have too many girl bosses in the <laughs> studio. Yeah, yeah, Dan is too much of a girl boss to like uncut gems. Dan, we're <laughs> Dan into this. Are, are there some, well, to wrap up this episode, are there, like, soundtracks or scores that you've absolutely despised? Because I have a couple. Uh, particularly with One Director, but I'll... I'll let I always think you guys are going to say One Direction. <laughs> no. I don't know what movie One Direction has scored. <laughs> Probably the One Direction movie. <laughs> is, there a, is there a One Direction? Yeah, there. Oh, sure. my God, yeah. Yeah, there. Yeah, sorry. Called... The Justin mm. Bieber movie has a really bad soundtrack. No offense. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> So what do you hate, Tristan? I'm going to talk about Zack Schneider, because I think Zack Schneider's movies are bad. But he keeps using that song, Hallelujah, by that one guy with the really low voice. goes like this. Yeah, the the guy with the really low voice. What's his name? Louis Armstrong? No, not Louis Armstrong. (laughs) Of course, I like the Louis. See, Hallelujah was good in Madagascar 1. Is it the Jeff Buckley one? Yeah, whatever. Or I and thought it was Leonard something. Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Yeah. yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I first heard Hallelujah in Madagascar 1. Uh, that was the first yeah. time you ever heard Hallelujah. Yeah, okay, sorry. No, I, Shrek. I, I, <laughs> Shrek is, oh, Shrek is was that in, Was that yes, also in Shrek? Yeah. What went? And a I've pivotal seen your flag <laughs> on the model. Oh, maybe, okay, maybe it was Shrek. Was like, I, I think I watched these two. marrying, like, Lord Farquaad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Almost. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> For those who haven't seen Shrek, spoiler alert. <laughs> I think I saw those movies like concurrently or this around the same time, yeah. you know. But yeah, I've heard, and it was always the Louis Armstrong version, I think. At least that's the one I remember. And then I heard that the Leonard Cohen version, one in the Justice League supercut trailer. Um, I was like, not gonna watch that movie. I hate DC anyway. And then I watched Watchmen because someone recommended me to watch Watchmen. It's actually Dan. Oh, he did um, this. And I, I, th- I thought Watchmen was fine, but it used that song, Hallelujah, during, like, this really long sex scene that was, like, not needed. 
and like it was just so painful to watch. It was so all of Zack Snyder's soundtracks are frankly just they use just, like the same song, like the most like basic like everyone knows them songs that are just it's really frustrating. It's very frustrating. But yeah, that is my rant um, about Zack Snyder. Also, his slow mo is stupid. I don't think it's cool. <laughs> um, that's my. It's not even a hot take. I think it's just true. Um, but yeah, <laughs> does I have anything to say about score? I don't really have any more that I hate because I think the ones that are like mediocre just like don't stick with me. But the ones that really impress me like are something that I think about all the time. Like I have a lot more that I love in terms of soundtrack. Like Goodwill Hunting is my favorite movie of oh. all time, and um, the soundtrack is primarily Elliot Smith, and I love Elliot Smith. Like very very me in my sad girl mode when I'm listening to Elliot Smith, <laughs> but I think, like, the soundtrack to that is so good, and Danny Elfman also does a little bit of the score for um, Good Will Hunting, and mm-hmm. I just, you know, as someone who is from Massachusetts, I I love that, but, like, the fact that it has such a good, um, such a good soundtrack to it with Elliot Smith just really, really makes it, you know, all the better. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, sometimes I think the score can go, can be passable, but when it's mm-hmm. really good... It's really good. I like elevates the movie to like another sort of plane Level. of existence. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. That's why music is very important. Thank you. That's my thesis. <laughs> 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 well, I think that's going to do it for this episode um, of District of Singama. Singama. <laughs> Cinema. Thank you so much for listening uh, throughout the Song-ima. whole. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for listening throughout the whole semester um, with us. We've had so much fun mm. producing this podcast, and we will be back uh, next semester. Don't even worry about us. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, we'll be. <laughs> and we're we're planning on like you know integrating uh, really cool stuff as well with the podcast. Like I hopefully people listen to the Native Cinema Showcase with all the uh, interviews that we did with directors. Um, hopefully, we can continue doing sort of more integration with other filmmakers and stuff like that. Uh, so that's not just me and Cause talking and Spencer okay, so chiming in. Um, <laughs> A nice right. one-on-one. Yeah. Other than that, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Woo!